0: It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 323. Today's topic of discussion is all about how success is a mindset game, and I have to ask you... What game are you playing? Welcome to today's interview. I've actually brought back Mike Young. Mike, thanks for joining me again.
1: Oh, Heather, it's a a pleasure to see you again and to be here. It's going to be awesome.
0: For those that are new to you, please give us a little background. Where do you live and what do you do?
1: I live in Corvallis, Oregon, uh, which is about 90 minutes south of Portland in the United States. And I'm essentially a, a brand and business strategist. I coach people and mentor people on how to align their business with who they already are. Um, and that's a process for a lot of people is is kind of rediscovering who they actually are instead of who they, they've been told they are. Um, but, but essentially, I coach people on their business to get that working again.
0: Well, and that's a great segue. And Mike is actually the first... Um... Podcast guest, I've brought on shifting in this new direction. I've just had my own internal shifts and new knowings and awareness. But what you said there is this whole, let's kind of talk identity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're all, I believe, spiritual beings having a human experience. But we've come to this earthly plane, created this identity and attachments to things and egos. and, And then you know, shit hits the fan when we realize none of that was true.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's fascinating, you know, we're kind of, we're born and we're given a name and, and right away we we start, you know, if you follow any philosophers or, or anybody, you're kind of, you're kind of told from the very beginning, don't act that way. Don't put the, the thing in the light socket. Don't put peanut butter in the VCR. You're, you're kind of told the rules because, that's part of the socialization process and our parents learned from their parents and their parents before them. Um, But essentially from the start, you're kind of told all the things you can and can't do and who you are. And you go into schooling and you're told, well, don't act like, don't act like Jimmy because Jimmy's, you know, acting this way. You're not Jimmy, you're Mike or your Heather and Heather acts this way. So you're kind of told how to act from the very beginning. Yeah. And over time, you end up believing that story that this is the way I act, these are the things I do. And when that frame, so to speak, gets blown up, uh, it, it can be painful because you, it's a, it's, it is kind of an awakening. It's like, we have this question in our minds, is, is this story that I've been telling myself even true? And it takes a a little while to sort that back out because we've been conditioned or had rules imposed upon us about who we are and how to act from the very beginning.
0: 100%. And that's the word I use often is we've been conditioned. This is all conditioning. And I used to call it a boring ass box, but we have, we like and culturally and society and nationally, but we've been told how things go and there's rules and there's laws and we must abide by them and be good citizens or this will happen. And, and I guess I'm just realizing and learning that, you know, this, as we were talking about previously, that all struggle is self-imposed, but we get stuck on these paths to lack and scarcity and struggle. And it's like, but that's, that's not the truth of who we are. If we're infinite intelligent beings, how do we trap ourselves into this box and this conditioning of limitation?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if, I think, I don't know. I used to talk about like, or think about, I wouldn't say talk about it. I, I would think about it a lot as like, how do I, how do I love myself and in this whole conversation of self-love I've, I've actually felt that way for a lot while. Like, my business wasn't working because i didn't love myself enough i was actually kind of self-sabotaging for a long time but it was it was we only can live and think in the present but i was always thinking about the past or the future but i was never really focused on my present you know and and i've i think what i discovered for myself it wasn't self-love it was more like acceptance like just self acceptance of who I really am, and and starting to listen to my internal motivations and emotions, and how those were, I, I think self aware is a, a good way to put it. I just I over time I became more and more self aware of who I truly was, and started letting go of things I'd been told of who I was. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if there's an easy answer to it, to be honest, because this has happened over you know, our evolution, you know, from chimps, you know, six, 7 million years ago, as most evolutionary biologists believe, I mean, that's, that's quite the time to evolve over time, you know, these patterns and these routines mm-hmm. build up over time, and then we're told what to do. And it's very difficult to break patterns and routines, because that means that as soon as you break a pattern and routine, that you have to experience something that you don't know, and the reality is we don't know hardly anything, you know? I mean, there's 99.99999% that we don't even see or process or recognize that's really going on. And and I always talk about like, um, to prove that point, it's like elephants, they can speak and we don't hear them speak because they they speak at a decibel level that's, that's below what our ears can process. Uh, we don't see x-rays. We don't see different type of, you know, ultraviolet rays and gamma rays, and there's things that are happening that we can't process. We're not designed to process. And that's scary as hell, you know, like when you start saying, and this is why people, sometimes they get addicted to heroin or cocaine or, or whatever it is, but they at least know what the feeling is when they take it and it's predictable. And so that's why it's, it's tough to escape those patterns and routines because, It means you have to accept that you don't know everything and, and maybe the fact that you're not even you, you know?
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's super important. And I'd like to expand on that. And what I've written down here is you said 99.99% we're not even aware of. And so we're living in the, it's frequently called your, your own lens, your perspective, and it's so limited, but we think that's reality Mm -hmm. when in truth, you know, it's like we have blinders on and that's again, the boring ass box, but I guess I've started living in the space of curiosity and I'm stepping into, I don't have the answers and I don't know. And it's like, maybe I'm not right. And so how would you suggest to somebody who's living in this point, you know, zero, zero, 1% frame, this very limited lens to maybe want their own awakening to want to wake up and start questioning things and and find their truth.
1: Well, I would say that that because I lived there for so long like in in that axiom of things were hard and I had to control certain things and life is suffering and stuff I I was always thinking about the fact, you know, I spent the first 23 years of my life trying to play pro baseball and when that didn't work out you know, it it feels like death because you, you, I had a certain frame, but then how long am I going to think about that and hold on to it when it's already done? You know, it doesn't matter if it was five minutes ago when we started this discussion or World War II or the fall of Rome, like those are equally in the past. And so the only moment that we have is the present. And I would say when you get this, when you get this in your mind to where you can just be present, um, the suffering tends to dissipate. So it, it, we talked about that before we started recording. It's like the suffering is a choice. And so I was always thinking about the future and where I was headed. I always, I always said things like, oh, when I'm settled, this will be better. When I have the next sale, this will be better. When, I, when this happens, and, and that it just implies that I'm never where I want to be. And, or it, or worse yet, what I fell into was I I spent a couple hundred grand on strategies, tools, and tactics in the, in the uh, business online world, I'll I'll call it. Um, You're buying all these things, which imply that you need something other than your, who you already are. And so it's always from this place of lack and, and it's, it's a shift that's so simple and subtle. But at the same time, it took me almost a decade to break out of it, you know, it was my patterns and routines. It's, it's literally a choice of, well, why don't I just be present and enjoy each moment? And you can still set a vision. I mean, human beings are amazing creatures. We can, we can envision a future, which is a dream. And then we can envision the steps to get that, that dream, which is another dream. And then we can start making progress towards it and make certain things happen. And the The environment or the projection of the world kind of shapes around us and that's I think that's really the point is what what you focus on you tend to have reflected back to you and so I mean there's there's people that are in misery and you know the internet is a a weird projection screen of our our collective limbic systems but you can I don't know. You run into somebody, and everything that they're experiencing in their life is negative and chaos and world falling apart. And, and a good good way to think about those people that have been hooked to the media too much, you know, um, yeah. they're just they're getting fed a story and they believe it's true. And then you meet somebody that maybe they live in a cabin in the woods and they're not watching any media and they're having their tea every morning and they're they're like life is great. It's sunny out and I'm breathing and I'm healthy. And it's like how how can we be the same and have such different perspectives? And it's really a, a crazy world that we live in, you know?
0: Well, and it's because of what we're taking in, but hundred percent that's, I mean, I gave up the news years ago,
1: mm. but,
0: um, man, I had so many questions on something you touched. Oh, okay. Let's go back to that. So as an example, Eckhart Tolle is a big proponent and he uh, is all about the power of the present moment. And you're right. And my mom reminds me of this often, if I'm stressing out or I'm, you know, creating all these BS stories of what might happen. So isn't that what creates the suffering? Because if we're right here, right now, are you okay right here, right now, financially, health-wise, whatever, versus if, yeah, if you're going back to the past, the woulda, coulda, shoulda, you can't change that. And if you're projecting into the future on what all these hypotheticals, that's what creates the stress and the anxiety and the fear so if we let go of both of those spectrums and go right here, right now, I mean, that's how the suffering ends, right? If yeah, not- I mean,
1: and like I said, it's such a simple, subtle shift. It, it almost happens instantaneously. And then like, I, you know, because I, I'm, I'm, I went down a, a different path than you, I think, um, from our discussion in the past and then our discussion before we started recording, uh, the path I went down was what is wrong with me? like, why do I feel this stress and anxiety? And so I kind of went down. Okay, well, I started studying psychology, mostly, Uh, then I went down neuroscience and and started understanding our brains and our nervous systems. And then I realized there was nothing wrong with me that we, you know, um, we have the big five personality types. And there's certain things, you know, I was just, I was more filled with neuroticism, which is, uh, the sensitivity to negative emotions, fear and anxiety and stress and all those things. And then when I understood psychology and some of the neuroscience behind it, it was almost like I could begin playing with it like a puppet. I could see that I'd become too agreeable, which kind of makes you get pushed over and not, sta- not able to stand up for yourself and negotiate for yourself, um, trying to please everybody because you want that acceptance and that validation. And so when you recognize kind of the different personality types, you can start to, you know, lower certain aspects and raise certain aspects depending on your vision of who you want to be. Um, and that was the path I went down. And But ultimately, I think we, we talked about this. We kind of have arrived in the same place where it's all just one thing. It's all working together.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd love to talk about that because... Yeah, I do believe that there is no one way to get. We're all seeking the truth, right? The answers, the freedom, the whatever that end journey is. And and we're coming at, across different paths. But I guess the question would be there are so many rabbit holes that were conditioned or what's being marketed out there that we. Let's talk health and fitness, number one. Let's go to the body. Okay. So I think that's at least. If not trillion, a billion dollar industry. And all the the focus is outside of you. You need a personal trainer. You need this and you need that. When the truth is it's an inside job. So how do we get so hooked on seeking all of the answers outside of us in a thing, in a it's the new diet, it's the new food or whatever. When the truth is like the key, the hidden gem we want is right freaking here
1: yeah and I think it does come from our conditioning at a very early age because we're told don't act this way act this way and and which which implies that there's something wrong with us right from the start like Mm -hmm. and and our parents its not our parents fault it's not any of it's not any of the previous generation's fault it's they're they're trying to help us not stick stuff in light sockets and kill ourselves or walk out in the street and they're trying to socialize us by, they're trying to keep us alive, you know, essentially. And, and I'm a, I'm a parent. I have two kids. The first six years, that was my whole goal in life. Keep this thing alive. (laughs) Um, and, and it's just, it's crazy, but that creates this intense feeling of I'm not enough. And so we seek things outside of ourselves to fill some hole, some imaginary hole that's not even there in the first place. And it's, it's the opposite. It's, it's like it's like every time you're told not to do something or act this way, that's act, it's not a hole. It's actually like a, a two by four that gets layered on top of you. And then you have so many two by fours by the time you're 20 or something that you're just buying and consuming things, trying to fill the hole. But it's actually, you got to get rid of all the two by fours first, just to discover your hole all along.
0: Okay. That was a great metaphor. In something I've experienced since like last August. So for months now, I've been in this total purge mode because trust me, I was, I'm a, well, well, I'm not going to claim that. I used to be a shopaholic. Mm. I love the new, you know, who doesn't want to go get the new shoes or purse or experience or travel or whatever. Cause you, you want to fill that quote imaginary void and get that high. We all know that high lasts very short term. Yeah. And so I've been in this total purge. Like I just, I want less. I don't, I don't need things. If I need new, I replace shoes. I'm not trying to add. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my question for you, what advice would you give to help somebody else to unlearn and take these layers off and to, to go inward?
1: You know, I, I think, I mean, I can, I can only relate it to my experience and, and the clients I coach, I guess, but I think, the first step was me getting clear on well first just accepting myself accepting my past failures accepting who I am and and finding value in that because I really do believe there's value in all of us you know it's it's it might be in different different dominance hierarchies it might be you know somebody's going to be a really good baker and somebody's going to be a really good sp- street sweeper, let's say, um, somebody's going to be really good at blowing rockets into space and trying to go to Mars. And it's like, you just have different things that we're all working towards. And I think it comes down to the individual level. It's like, can you accept yourself and who you are? And can you get clear on what you actually want in your life? And can you start making progress towards that? Because that was, for me, that was the Removal of fear and anxiety and suffering was seeing progress towards something I found meaningful and valuable. And, and because that's, that was the neuroscience uh, aspect of it, is your brain only kicks off dopamine or positive emotion if you're making progress towards a valued goal. And so step one, let's figure out what, what's something that you value that you want to work towards. And it's not buying shoes and it's not buying cars. And that was it. Like I had this story that, oh, I go to high school. I go to college. I, I start a business. I get married. I have two kids. I have two nice, a nice house and two cars and I will be happy. That was the story I was, I was sold from birth. Well, I did all that. And I was freaking miserable. I was in corporate. I was working 80 hours a week. I was getting 400 emails a day and, and I, the nice way to put it, I snapped, I came home one day, I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. And that snapping a lot of times is an ego death. It's you recognizing that the story you're telling yourself isn't actually who you are. And and so I've had four or five moments like that in my life. And it was on the last one, I, I found myself where, I thought I'd built the business of my dreams because I always thought it was money and stuff and like, like stability, you know, and it was this, this time where I thought I had it exactly right. And it came crashing down. There was too many variables. I didn't see coming too many unknown things that came at me at once. Um, I had my brother-in-law took his own life. I had my business crashing down. I'd already spent a couple hundred grand and that last snap, was what it took for me to, I mean, for lack of a better term, I felt enlightened. Like I just felt like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm okay with myself no matter what happens. That, that was like the definition of true wealth to me. What happens when, when all that stuff and your money gets removed? What are you left with? That's like true wealth. And I still had skills and wisdom and knowledge and talents. And I, I knew I could rebuild it but the, the crashing snap never felt good. It didn't feel good when I lost my first million bucks. It didn't feel good when I found out I wasn't gonna be a professional baseball player. Each ego death felt like actual death, felt like actual suffering to me. And, and the last snap just happened to get me to a place where I had to stop the, the crazy game I was playing inside my head.
0: Okay. Well a couple things real quick. I want to share a story. So somebody I was talking with yesterday and he, he, at least it seems to have woken up more or less like, I guess around 29, mm. but he was in sales and technology had, you know, had, I guess, seven promotions in six years was making multiple six figures as this 20 something. So obviously he had what we're conditioned to make us happy, a shit ton of money. Uh, He's a big golfer. So he was always taking people on golfing and like living the life and traveling, whatever. And he was miserable. Mm -hmm. And he left that job to, to take apparently like at least a $200,000 pay cut. And he's now a golf pro on a golf course, but he loves his life. He's like, I'm working my passion and my hobby. It's not as lucrative, but I couldn't be happier. Yep. So my question for you and something you brought up with me is, you know, this whole game we're in. And I like thinking of it like that. But you said that mindset is entire game. What do you mean by that?
1: I think it's all a game. I mean, this, this could be, we were joking before the podcast, but, but only semi-joking. This, this is all kind of an illusion. We're, we perceive the world as it is. And, and there are people in the world that perceive it the exact opposite of you you know that that's kind of the way i think about it it's like there's somebody out there that has the exact opposite belief system and yet we're both right because it's our perception and our illusion that we created and it was it's like the i think it's all a game if you've ever studied jean piaget it's like the only thing that's constant is the process of learning is the process of going through it is being present but I think it kind of goes back to your previous question is we get to choose the game that we want to play. And even then we get to choose the rules. If you want, that's like the Piaget's model is like, you, you kind of, you're able to play the game and then you're able to determine the rules of the game. And then the next evolution is when you realize that you can set the rules to your own game. And, and I think that's a huge shift for a lot of my clients. they, They start by buying tools and tactics and strategies, and that that stuff doesn't work if you don't have the foundations of business. But if you have the foundations, right, like authority and positioning, and you've got your copy and your offer, right, your business still cannot work. And that usually means there's some personal resistance involved. There's there's a relationship holding you back. There's something out of alignment, you know, there's a nice way to think about it. There's a relationship or... Maybe you're holding on to the past of something, or you're too focused on the future. You're not just executing on what you want. So, if we can determine the game that we want to play, and it means something to us, like one one thing I just launched, um, long-winded answer. But when I had my last quote-unquote, like what I would call it as a breakdown, I would say it's it's things are not working in the world the way I envisioned them working out from multiple angles at the same time that becomes overly complex. You feel like you feel like drinking it away. You feel like doing drugs to get it away. That feeling's awful when the world is too complex. Well, that's when I had my moment of kind of enlightenment. I realized there's a whole lot of entrepreneurs that feel the same way. And so I created the Association for Mental Health and Wellbeing for Entrepreneurs out of that. And that was like, it was something meaningful to me because I knew that I was about four bad decisions from like taking my own life in some way, you know, like I wasn't suicidal, but I felt so bad at the complexity of the environment that I couldn't control anything that I had to let go. I had to allow, I had to, I had to process those emotions because it's, It's important. I mean, it's important to understand that your perceptions and your motivations are directly linked to your emotions and your actions. And those, those it's always a game of, of taking some action, finding out what happened and letting your emotions tell you whether you're moving towards a valued goal or moving away from it. And once I understood that game, everything became easier because one, uh, and again, not to ramble on too long, because I tend to do that, but I would just say, once I understood that, I started putting better stuff, food and nutrition in my body. It was like it was like for a decade, I was trying to drink myself out of the complexity or something. Um, and once I realized that I'm going to have states where I don't feel right or negative emotion comes in. I I take breaks now. I actually sleep. You know, I was always trying to grind through it before. And now I've learned like, oh, there's there's a lot of negative emotion. It means that there's there's too much coming at me at once. I need a break. I need to rest. I need sleep. I need better nutrition. And and that blew my mind when I because I was self-sabotaging. I was I was actually forcing myself to work through those moments. When the answer was the opposite, it was to take a break, give yourself some grace, take a rest. Mm -hmm. And, and that's part of the process.
0: Well, and that's the question I was going to ask you, but it seems that you have said it. It, I guess I, when you're coming up against a wall like that and nothing's going right. Mm -hmm. I love this quote and actually just did a podcast on it. If you think that you can fix a situation with the same mindset that created it, you're going to stay in this vicious negative loop and you're not going to make any progress. But ultimately, it sounds like you surrendered. You let go.
1: I, I think it's, it's like the old saying, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too. It's like, it's, it's, you can have both. What I found for myself, and this took me a long time, it took me almost 15 years to start taking breaks. Um, I was just wired with that. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to force the square peg into the round hole, so to speak. Um, And that's how I grew up. That's how I was wired. Don't complain, figure it out, get it done. Uh, But I was, I was not treating myself properly. And so what, what would happen is my, my chemistry in my brain would get overloaded and, and it would like force everything to crash. And so now my, it was like I was on this huge roller coaster all the time, very manic. And my roller coaster is now like this kind of smooth ride. It's like these gentle ups and downs. Um, And every time I have a down, I realize that the way back up is to just kind of let go take a break, you know, like watch a movie for Christ's sake, eat a sandwich, you know, put something good in your body. And, and that blew me away. How much like there's a study that, that um, like federal court judges like the amount of cases that they, um, it's like their their rulings, the severity of their rulings are directly tied to whether they've had lunch or not. Like it was, it was like if they had nutrition and they had a full stomach, they were more lenient on their rulings than if they were hungry. And that, I, I used to think like this is BS, like there's no way that's true. But then I started focusing a lot more on my nutrition and my breaks. And it was like, I actually became more productive at work. And that, that was very tough for my brain to recognize and to believe this is actually true, that I can take the breaks, I can have the family time, I can have the golf or whatever I'm going to do as, as leisure, and I can get, actually get more done with work. And that didn't make sense to me for a very long time.
0: So wait a minute. You're <laughs> saying the hustle and grind mentality that is glorified in our society doesn't
1: work? You if you this is this is my underlying thing. I would say it works to some extent. It's I not would,
0: sustainable. I, it's not that.
1: sustainable. You yeah. I there's reason I have gray in my beard. I probably aged 20 years in the 10 years that I was hustling and grinding nonstop, 24, seven. And, and I had to just, I had to learn like, what's actually going on? How am I, how does stress work? How does negative emotion work? You know, how do these things tie together and, and psychology and neuroscience, those two combined led me to a lot of answers. And, and when I, when I had the answers, it's like, I had the calm. Um, I would just say, I was addicted to efficiency and, and um, I was addicted to uh, achieving the best version of myself that I could become like, like achieving more of my potential and the hustle and grind was limiting me. And, and so when I, when I balanced things out a bit, my, I've fulfilled more of my potential. My relationships got better. My relationships with my kids got better. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with my wife got better. It was everything got better and the work got better too. And so it's, it's very difficult to coach and mentor people if you're not put together well and you're not showing up properly. And I, for a long, long time, I couldn't figure out why the business wasn't working. And, and that was it. I had to sort out some things that I had to heal myself some more.
0: Well, and I think ultimately what this conversation is about, it's like a radical shift in consciousness and awareness in the way we're living. So I guess I want to hear from you. What is your one key takeaway from what you've shared today?
1: Um, I think my one key takeaway is I, I think, you know, we, we know very little about consciousness. You know, if they, they thought in the the sixties that they were going to figure out AI and robots and consciousness in the sixties and we're, we're in, 2021, and they still don't have it figured out, you know. Um, So we don't know how consciousness actually works. And I think my one key takeaway is the acceptance that I don't know hardly anything that's going on. And I have a very narrow frame. Mm -hmm. I just, I got very clear on what's the game that I'm going to choose to play. And what are the action steps i am I gonna take towards playing that game? And then and it's almost like letting the chips fall where they may. Like I'm gonna do my very best and treat other people as if they are myself because I believe that. I believe that we are one. We are all linked together. All this stuff is the environment. It's all interconnected. And, and I'm gonna play and have the best intentions and play the best game I possibly can but that doesn't mean that i'm going to be successful or that the game's going to work out in my favor. there's there's lots of bad things that could happen to me. um and when i when i allowed that to happen and i stopped trying to force the outcome, um uh, my life got a whole lot better.
0: Awesome. I'd like to wrap up the interview and i have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Sweet. I guess at this point i should have gotten new ones for you, but <laughs> um things could have changed from last time. Yeah. What is a quote or motto that you live by?
1: be your fucking self. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I I don't really have something written on my, I don't have it tattooed on my arm, but I, I just think, I don't know, just, just decide what you want and go get it. You know, this life is short.
0: What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend?
1: I'm reading Jordan Peterson's, uh, I'm rereading his first book, 12, 12 rules for life. Um, Jordan Peterson, uh, he, if you don't know who he is, he's a clinical psychologist from the University of Toronto and he taught at Harvard. His stuff uh, really connected with me on my journey and made made sense to me. We talked about that before we started recording. Sometimes these, these big concepts are too complex to process. Yeah. So you have to find somebody that's in alignment with you that you can understand the message. Um, but I'm reading his stuff and I think the next book on my plate, which I don't know if I can process is going to be the Tao Te Ching. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to read that just because I've heard it mentioned so many different times. Awesome.
0: All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self today?
1: I would say, man, I'm thinking about what I tell my kids. I would say, you are enough. You're everything you need to be. There's nothing you need to become. Um, this game of life is complex and there's going to be a lot of things you don't see coming. And so just just take the time to think and get clear on what gives you energy uh, and really watch what gives you energy. When are, when are these moments where you feel like everything's in flow and where things are working and you, you it's almost like focus on the the times in your life where the rest of the world disappears because those are the moments that life is telling you that you're in alignment and how do you set up your life and set up maybe your work so that you get compensating compensated doing something that you're already in alignment with because unfortunately our our society and stuff does operate you need money to you know put a roof over your head and live and all those things but you you can do something you love and get paid to do it so just take the time to think about what you really want and then watch your emotions and how you feel as you make progress towards that
0: yes i love that message and what a great note to end on mike thank you so much for joining me again
1: heather it's my pleasure i hope to do it again soon
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.